Hello, everyone, and welcome to Seaview Quantum Network. I'm your presenter, Daniel, and I'm here with producer Claudia Pareka. We are cosmic beings, beings of light. A single moment of your time is one of the most extraordinary gifts we could ever be given. We are honored every time that we receive one of those moments. We are honored, overjoyed, privileged, and humbled. We serve in your presence. Our shows are held on Mondays and Fridays at 12 p.m. Eastern U.S. time, 9 a.m. Pacific. At any moment to participate on one of our shows, please call 805-830-8344 and press 1 to talk with the host. All podcasts are easily found in all social media and are available free, live, or on demand. To request a show, please write to Claudia Pareco, CView, 1111 at gmail.com or visit our website cview1111.net Call for free at 805-830-8344 and wait in line or use Take My Call and for $11 you can jump the long list of callers. Do so at www.paypal.me slash p-u-r-e-c-o slash 11 and then please p.m. or email Claudia Pareco with the phone number you'll call the show at cview1111 at gmail.com Now, let's listen to our host and topic of the day. Thank you, everybody, and welcome to CBU 2021. Thank you, Danny, for that. And today we have to be or not to be, balance and boundary, with host Karen Fullerton. Karen is a speaker, an author, and an energetic catalyst. And her specialty is that she has the talent for guiding people through stressful and emotionally reactive situations, personally and professionally, igniting something within that is the difference between short-lived inspiration and soul-level inspiration. And today, let's bring uh, Karen to the show, but before if you want more about her inspirational theories, please visit Karen's website at karenfullerton.com or write directly to her at karen at karenfullerton.com. Hey, Karen, welcome to see you. We have been waiting for today's show for so many months. Yes, it's interesting, right? We had to move it a couple times, but I feel that timing is perfect as always. I'm so excited to be here. And uh, speaking of timing, I noticed the date today falls into exactly what we're speaking of. And I dabble in a little bit of, of different types of interests and numerology on a very basic scale. I always love to tie in because six 
for June is guidance, and 11 is a master number of self, right, looking at the self. And when you add all of the month, day, and year together, it's a four number, which is balance, <laughs> balancing oh. of the masculine and feminine, which is exactly what we're speaking of today. So it's all perfect. Wow. It is amazing how everything that seems that has no um, correlation does and how we are always guided, right, Karen? Definitely. Even when we can't see how or why, it's a change in perspective when you when you get out of the head back to the heart and realize that this is for your good, right, your highest good, and that things are happening for you versus to you, that helps you reset and to be able to have that clarity both in mind and emotional, right, emotional resilience, which is, uh, you know, like you said, one of the things that I really am drawn to is helping people emotionally, and, and that comes from personal experience. Most people have some sort of item in their in their life or, or many different stories that they've already gone through as now they're way showers to help other people. And some of, some of those people have things that have been physical challenges, uh, you know, more of the, the, the mental or the thinking and the limiting belief challenges. And because of my past and dealing with and becoming more emotionally resilient and living through the heart, that's what I help people to move through and to become uh, more in line with their heart, more balanced, like the earth energy. Again, we're going to speak about that. I'm going to speak about that. And, you know, just live a more enjoyable life with the I-N. And, you know, and it's like you're living in joy in your life. And so everything else becomes more clearer. You become uh, more mentally resilient when you're emotionally balanced and everything else just falls in line from that, right, physical and spiritual. So, yes, very excited to be here. It is a perfect time. <laughs> uh, it is always a perfect time. And, Karen, today we are talking about balance and boundaries, two very important beasts. But we want to mention that this is part of the Inspiritational Series. This is the first topic, right? Yes. Yes, it is. I am going to be doing the quarterly shows with you in Seaview to promote or introduce, rather, a concept that I came up with instead of uh, living inspirationally to up-level to something that I call inspirationally. And I just wanted to explain what that is a little bit. The two letters that transform that word and also create the word spirit within that word is what will allow you to stay motivated, to stay at an emotionally higher level perspective because it teaches, um, it's a process. It teaches you how to navigate life and struggles as they come up instead of when we're inspired, typically what happens, it's a wonderful feeling, right? You hear somebody speak you see somebody perform or you read a book and, you know, whatever external influence has inspired you, it sparks something within you. You always feel it, 
right, in your body and you get chills, your heart, you just get excited. And because of that excitement, you want to go from where you are to that goal like now. <laughs> uh, you know, that's natural. We want to, you know, we feel like we need to bring that goal to us right now. But that's when inspiration fades or we get frustrated because there is, uh, there's a different pathway to that goal. And in the end, it might not even be that exact vision that you end up gravitating to. You might find different shoots along the way. And that difference is that you start from where you are and you have to take one step at a time. And I teach how to do that from the heart versus the head because the heart always knows the next best step or the head, the mind can swirl and try to figure out the next 25 steps. If I do this Mm -hmm. and this and this, and that's where we get into, you know, frustration and overwhelm and even into that masculine part of balance that is becoming, uh, outdated, really, so to speak. We're having a a new balance that is more synergistic these days between the masculine and the feminine. So inspiration is about going inside, that inner transformation, that working from the heart. And it takes practice. It takes focus. But it's very, um, It's I don't want to say it's easy. It's simple. (laughs) But it's not always (laughs) easy. But just like anything, right, anything takes practice. And you know, we're always giving, always given the opportunity to, to practice what we learn. So, yes, it's a, it's a process. It's a way of living. It's looking at things to stay motivated and to use your body and your heart to guide you along the way so that you don't bump into those maze walls and create even additional limiting beliefs or frustrations along the way. And so balance and boundaries is the first, first series. Uh, and it sounds to be Karen that this method or this, what you're going to speak today, is something that we can apply to any topic that we have inspiration for. Is that correct? Yes, definitely. This can apply to business. I wish I would have, well, I shouldn't say I wish I would have, but when I was uh, in marketing director positions in my own business. And even when I, I founded a nonprofit organization that I still run, and it's in its 12th year, I was very much running from a masculine perspective, the go, 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 the high achiever method. And I am now able to share how to achieve these goals, whether it is business, whether it's with relationships, whether it's family, whether it's just, uh, you know, learning a, a creative endeavor, anything that you desire, any type of inspiration, you get clues from your body. And I talk about listening to your body and uh, really being in tune and observe to guide the next step. And I don't remember the author of this quote, but it came to mind where the longest journey one takes is the 18 inches from the head to the heart because most of us feel like we know when we act from our heart and it's you know because of certain emotions that we feel but this even goes deeper to look at those emotions because those emotions might be there to clear so it's really it's really intricately woven but the more you are in tune with yourself and your body and and uh, this awareness, 
it will just become easier and easier to discern and you know what that next step is. Karen, in, in humanity right now, many, many of us or many people, we are not used to listening to our body. We don't really know. Like they tell you, listen to your body and, and you, are, uh, you stop yourself and you say, how does that sound? When is the body really talking to you? Is what I'm hearing or feeling my body? Is it my desires? How do we know when the body is really talking to you? And when do we know it's our monkey mind trying to grab our attention? Sure. The most obvious is actual physical sensations or pain. You might feel that. You might get a stomach ache, or you walk into a room and you feel ew or nauseous, uh, that is definitely your, your body speaking in terms of that situation. But when you have a decision to make, I personally, uh, and I would give this as an example for somebody who wants to try this, is I, you know, get in a quiet space and I just, I'm aware of my body, where my feet are on the floor, what my shoulders feel like, you know, move the head, just be aware of my body and the space that it's occupying. And then I ask, let me feel my heart space. And I just wait to see what that feels like. With the focus of my eyes, like while they're closed, traveling down almost that path that I spoke about, that 18 inches, down the back of my head, my neck, even with my mind's eye going to my heart and just being aware of that. And it's subtle, but for me, I can feel warmth. I might feel tingling. And then I'll ask, okay, shift it. What does it feel like in my gut? Or for me, I use my gut as when something is maybe not the next best step for me. Or, you know, like my heart space is always uh, when I tune in, if I, I'm questioning something and you get used to what that heart space feels like, that to me is a guide that, hmm, this is, you know, do that next best step, just the next best step. Your heart only guides you to the very next one. And in that choice, if I'm paying attention to my body and it, it goes into, you know, more of the, the lower areas, the third or the second chakra, to me that is, hmm, wait, something's not, not quite elevated to that heart space, meaning you might have to take more steps to get to your goal if you have that decision. And so a lot of people meditate to get this uh, awareness, but I am one that I did my best to do Zen meditations and sit, sit still, but for me, it's not, it's not where I have to sit for a half hour or you know, even 20 minutes. It's just a few minutes, just a few minutes practice to Take a breath, clear the mind, breathe, and just start. What, am I, what does my forehead feel like? Is it tight? Oh, what if I relax my eyes? Oh, my gosh, it was tight. Right? You just start to be more in tune with your body, if that makes sense. Yeah, you know, and I, I want to mention that I have heard more than once that the, that belief that we had, that meditation had to be long, 
is no longer the case. And I've heard that because of everything that we have been shifting today, what you're saying is exactly right. Just a couple of minutes to go in, it's enough for you to find that space or to recreate it. Yes. And if you can't sit still because you're in the height of emotion, then do something physical. You know, release that. Go for a walk. Uh, Do something creative, whatever that is for you. Write a poem or dance or something to uh, move that emotion through the senses. Uh, and that will help as well. So are we ready to talk about the new paradigm of balance and boundaries? Yes. All righty. The two Bs are not to be, right, the Bs of balance and boundaries. And looking at them in this new perspective is a way to truly be in tune with what we've already been speaking about, which is your authentic self. You know, balance, these two concepts have been talked about for a long time. This isn't anything new. We've, we've heard about balance and boundaries. And, well, for some people, uh, you know, boundaries is a relatively new topic, and that just falls into the balance part as well, which is um, the, the, the previous, I'm sorry, the boundaries part as well, which has been a, a result of not only our own decisions, and learning and experiences, but our bodies are holding on to energies from DNA, from past generational patterns, and or past lives. Both could be true, whichever is you more align with. But there has been a study scientifically with trauma where uh, mice were uh, you know, I hate to say this because, I, you know, I'm an animal advocate, so this pains me to say this, but it just is the <laughs> example. You know, they were inflicted some sort of, of pain, you know, um, with, with, uh, or a withholding of food or something, but they attributed it to a stimulus, and it was a flower. So a flower would not cause anyone to react in pain normally, right? Well, when they got to the third generation of these mice, not only did they react with the same fight or flight response, the reactiveness in their brain of fear, but it kept getting exponentially worse with each generation was passed down. So this is what's called like a chronic maladaption. And so part of what we're doing today is learning how to shift this ancestral uh, or DNA pattern as well. And it's not as hard as you think. A lot of it is just bringing it to consciousness. We're uh, uplifting this balance and boundaries from ourselves in the past, which meant, oh, I need to balance work and family, right, and activities in my life. That was the biggest talk about a balance before. You know, the old description is uh, how can I, you know, for females, for women, right? Balancing the home, balancing my kids, balancing work, and this I have to, I can do it all, which if you think about that also has been programmed over the years because of the women who really made inroads to women's movements, right, and feminist rights and the ability to work, and it's like we have something to prove. And 
that's just getting too much. This is ready. This is one of those things that that's ready to shift. That's the old way. That's the old ancestral pattern. So the new balance to lean into is one of looking at the internal balancing with the external, which is what we spoke about, what I spoke about in the beginning about what inspiration really is, is following the heart and listening to what truly resonates with you. And another way of saying this is balancing the masculine energy with the feminine energy, where masculine is is the fire, it's the passion, it's the action, it's the do, do, do. And the feminine energy is the rest and restore or the quietness and just receiving. Uh, And so when we're in that stillness and to let things play out, it's a real lesson in in patience. And what happens here is that it keeps you from uh, creating these emotional reactions from overwhelm or frustration you know, by not resting and you keep doing, it's like hitting your head against a brick wall sometimes, right? And so who wouldn't get frustrated when things aren't turning out the way that they are? And somebody might say, well, I have to do all these things, right? I, I you know, that, that mindset, well, I do work or I do have a family and I do have to take care of my sick parent and I do have to do this. And I understand that, but it's just... Um, Still leaning into it and taking a breath. And once you go inside, and to and I'll, I'll explain how to do that a little bit more with a with an, an exercise. All it takes is creating awareness and and allowing yourself to receive instead of always do. Um, for example, if you always and a way to do this is simply to write a list, right, of your struggles, observing what. What am I really struggling with right now? And it doesn't have to be necessarily uh, a myriad of, of activities for literal balancing, but it could be one item, right? It could be work. It could be a relationship. And then ask yourself, what emotions do I feel when I tune into this activity? And it's getting into the emotions that helps you to connect at a deeper level and even tuning into the emotions more than what we're used to. Oh, it makes me feel good or happy or sad is to really say, okay, whatever that emotion is, okay, well, this makes me feel sad. Why? You know, just question, question. And it's interesting because this – is a marketing tactic from my marketing days as well, but it really applies here. It's like you want to be curious. Have that conversation with your body. Oh, I'm sad because, you know, I'm doing all this work and I'm not getting help from my family and I guess I don't feel, you know, I don't feel important. Boom. That's that's that, you know, you don't feel important. And then why is that important? Because it's been holding in your body. It's been triggering that reaction. And if you can observe that in addition to feeling it and go, well, where else in my life, right? This might not be done in, in a day or even one sitting, but you can journal once, once you get these little pieces and you can say, well, where else, what other times in my life have I felt where I haven't felt important? 
and just travel back because reflection and hindsight is always twenty twenty, and we can learn so much from it. And you might find these other instances and be able to, A, say, yep, I wish I would have, or maybe I should have done this. Well, there are no wishes or maybes. Everything is perfect, but you just have a higher elevation now. And so something might come to light to help you in your current situation with that balance. Oh, okay, I should have asked for help, right? Or something that will uh, have this revelation to help you with that balance. But back to the masculine and feminine aspects of things, I have said that in the past, we're always looking for that to-do list. And balance meant balancing the activities of life versus balancing the self-care, or it was one or the other. You know, we would go, 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 and do, do, do until we got either physically sick where our bodies made us rest or we just overwhelmed or burnt out. And then it's like, I have to recharge. And then we would shift the other end of the pendulum and do some self-care like, uh, it could be rest or sleep or, you know, treat yourself to a massage or dinner or something where you just shifted one on vacation. But then coming back, it would just go back to the other pendulum, right, back to the way things were. And this new energy, especially just brought on by the the bookends of the lunar eclipse here recently, is really getting us out of this old paradigm and realizing this isn't working for me anymore. And how that's affecting this masculine-feminine balance is they're going to start to work in unison, whether you think of a a seesaw, you know, and a teeter-totter where they kind of, you know, they might start to go up, but then you realize it and you balance it out. Or as the infinity symbol is how I kind of see it as, where, you know, you start at the middle and you're drawing this figure eight, you know, from left to right, go down in the masculine, you know, that's the do, 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 the passion. I have an inspiration and, uh, you know, then it curves over because maybe you do, 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 and nothing uh, seems, you know, you get that overwhelm, right, in the past or nothing seems to be working and you might start judging yourself, am I doing the right thing? That's the loss, that's the other part of fire or the other part of imbalance of masculine is, is feeling lost, you know, no drive, no energy, but then when it crosses the midway to feminine, then you start to look within and you can uh, you can look at that and you can ask yourself, you know, am I being, uh, do I need to nurture and balance myself more, right? When we don't nurture and balance ourselves more, we tend to be oversympathetic. We try to do for others to make up for that. And that is also creating that imbalance. So if we, if we balance the feminine side of, you know, not being oversympathetic and balancing for ourselves, that also helps to balance um, the outward. You can, you can be out of balance in feminine as well as masculine. It's just harder for me to describe because most of us as women are more out of alignment in the masculine mm-hmm. side. But out of balance on the feminine side could be somebody who's very clingy you know, or meddling or or um, always doing for other people, right? So it seems to be nurturing and balancing, but it's for, it's still that external versus the internal. So it's it's subtle, but we're going into this shift so that our daily life, and like you said, Claudia, where we can go into meditation for a couple minutes, 
the being still and paying attention to your body is that barometer. It's meant to, to lead you uh, in the moment, whether something is to move forward in the masculine or wait. And the beauty of the universe, and, and this is from personal experience, because you know what I've um, been dealing with with some of my, I have a dental um, uh, issue going on right now that's been a little comedic if I think about it, but the universe will shut a door for you uh, to help you to go within. And so that... In, in, that, in that so, situation, Karen, let's say, let's say you have that happen to you, just so you can explain us a little bit better in how to use balance and boundaries. Let's say you have a goal and you want... Mm -hmm. hmm, you, you have this goal where in certain amount of time, let's put it very basic. Let's say you want to lose weight, which is very, mm -hmm. and you want to lose five pounds in two weeks. And that's your goal. And then the universe, uh, let's say, breaks your, um, your, your scale so you cannot wake yourself every morning. So you're frustrated because you wanted to lose that weight and now you have no way to know it. How do you use those balance and boundaries or how would, they, uh, how would you be more feminine if you're too masculine? How would you tell someone that has that goal in mind? Well, with somebody going back to the goal of losing weight, um, I would also ask to, before you even went forward with the scale and how would you balance, is to look at that with the emotion behind it, like we talked about in the beginning. Okay. Um, what, what is the reason for losing weight? Um, is it for health so that you can, you know, yourself enjoy life better? Or is it so that you feel people will respond to you better, right, get that relationship because right there, that you see that's external, right? Mm -hmm. That's the external viewpoint. So there's healing opportunity there to shift. There's a reason if, if there's that external viewpoint, like we said, that either was from your own past life and situations that have been ingrained in you, just from things that you've seen or heard, you know, as a child that formed these beliefs, um, or it's been, it's been passed down. And so a lot of times, weight in itself is a protective mechanism, right? Afraid of being hurt, um, afraid of love and all honesty. And you're like, well, Karen, wait, I wanted to lose weight so that I can get, you know, a relationship in my life. And you're telling me I'm afraid of love. And that's one example because everyone is so individual that, you know, when a session, um, an energy session is never one and the same. It's like a snowflake. But in general, these are some reasons is that weight helps us to um, physically be heavier to ground and to stay on the earth because as a protective mechanism, if we're not having, um, and, and this is all in a nervous system, this might not even be conscious, but, you know, you might be uh, processing or holding on to things that happened from childhood where, you know, you had either physical or emotional or mental distress or reactiveness that took you out of the pure essence of who you are, which is love you know, pure love. And so we tend to escape. And so if we want to escape, 
you know, esoterically and our spirit kind of like, ooh, you know, kind of shifts out of our chakras, the weight is trying to ground us. It's just like a, it's, it's always trying to protect us. Our, our body and our subconscious is never working against us. So it's about leaning in and finding out what the real message is. So with that, um, just looking into and being in tune for the reason to lose weight is really the first step. And like I said, going into those emotions and maybe even uh, if you find a memory, uh, you know, there's, there's certified practitioner ways to handle this, but for somebody who doesn't know anything about it is simply go back to that time frame and talk to yourself now to that person of how you would like, like to have had that situation go, you know, or that person respond to you. If you can bring up some sort of memory or, or limiting belief that came out of a past situation and simply raising up, simply, you know, using that memory with love and then see that memory with gratitude. Gratitude is huge. It didn't happen to you. It happened for you. And that is the biggest shift that is difficult for people um, to see because when we can hold on to something in the past, uh, and we don't forgive or we, we blame, you know, it's, it's always, again, that's the reason our life might not be working out, right? There's always that caveat of, of pointing that finger. And it's that inner transformation of inspiration that says, no, I need to own this. Um, I don't have to relive it, but I just need to observe what really is happening, here, you know, so that there's this new energy and this new balance to take me out of that external into the internal. But say you're in line with that. Say it's like, yes, I'm only here for, or I, I want to lose weight because I want to enjoy life. You know, I, I want to go hiking and I want to see nature and, you know, whatever it is where you feel like this is for me. This isn't to, um, you know, make yeah, up for, for some sort of lack or self-worth, well, then the scale might break and you, you just ask why. Okay, the scale broke. Why? <laughs> right? <laughs> do I go get a new scale or do I just sit with it and trust that I'm not supposed to weigh myself every day because I might get discouraged, right, if you mm-hmm. talk about living life one step at a time? And I don't know if this is answering your question, but, again, it's taking every little thing separately and instead of rushing in, to, oh, my scale broke, I'm going to get another one, and, you know, putting it down. I mean, you can. There's nothing wrong with that, right, if that's where you're led to go. But then just notice what happens. Do you feel good about it? What happens when you're trying to lose weight? Is it you didn't, you know, lose that five pounds in two weeks? And, um, you know, it's, it's always about asking why and observing. It's like, well, what what is the next step? Instead of looking ahead for two weeks, what is the next step today? What does my heart want today? Maybe your heart wants today to eat an ice cream cone because that memory of four years old, um, you know, with your, with your dad just comes up that was such a happy memory, and you just want to go there. That's what your heart wants. Your heart wants to be nurtured. Your inner child wants to be nurtured. But then, you know, unless there's some medical reason, have that ice cream cone in the moment. And, and then, you know, ask your heart next, okay, you know, now what? Now it might be ready to start that program. You know, maybe you have to do it step by step. Ask your heart, is this diet right for me? Right? Asking your body. I say ask your heart. It's about tuning into your body. 
Um, and it's go ahead, Claudia. Yeah, you know, you I, I was yeah, because I this uh, I just thought that when you get to the ice cream place, you might even find your partners of life there. And it was not about the ice cream, but because that's the way that spirit guides you sometimes that it would show you something that will inspire, give you the inspiration to go or move. But the reason might be hidden to you. Like I would not go out just because I want to find a, a boyfriend. Because to me, it's like, Ugh. but I want to go out because I want an ice cream. But when I get right. there, guess what? That's what the universe had for you. So you would get out of yourself to get to the and uh, to the next step. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And. If you talk yourself out of that ice cream because you're saying, I don't know why I want this, it's, you know, I need to lose weight or, um, you know, I shouldn't do this for myself and I need to start. And it's almost like this self-abuse, right, this self-sabotage, then you might miss that opportunity in that moment, right? There might be other opportunities that will try to align you down the, down the line. That's exactly, uh, Claudia, how I met my husband, Philip, by the way. <laughs> I wasn't looking. Yeah, well, not for ice cream. It was. It wasn't for ice cream, but that same situation where it was a difficult part of my life. I wasn't feeling well, and I just knew I had to get out anyway. And I, I ended up doing some choreography for a community theater group, and uh, that's where I. That's where I met him. He was one of the the other uh, characters in this in this musical theater. So if I. If I hadn't have just rested and relaxed and say I need to do something fun for me, then yeah. And and I had no inclination of meeting anybody, right? In community theater, it was new for me. It wasn't about that. It was just about yeah, being in the moment and and doing something creative and fun. Mm-hmm. So you never yeah. know. But with this balance, oh, go ahead. And and how would you also use, well, this example or other where boundaries is what you need to um, look for, boundaries. And it can be another example, but how do we know that we need to work on our boundaries? And is the new paradigm also changing the concept of boundaries? Yes, and the reason that I was talking about balance first is because that's the uh, the step. Once you play with this and master that, it will open up to you the clarity of what your boundaries are or lack thereof. Because you know, how can you set boundaries when you're not sure if you're if you're already working from this external approach? Your boundaries are going to be external, where you want your boundaries to be within you, right? Your own internal power. So by working first with balance. It will help you to realize, and things will come up naturally in the process to help you with boundaries. For example, maybe especially with COVID, right? I mean, so much has changed over these couple of years that have really um, put that out there, and it's coming up again where uh, people are overloaded with kids being home from school and working from home. And it, at first, it's just this overwhelm and that masculine, I have to do, do, do everything, right? And that's frustration and and lack of self-care came in a lot well that was an opportunity to go within and say okay this isn't 
right? <laughs> this isn't what I would choose. <laughs> this isn't uh, the balance or emotional resilience I would choose and, and go into that space and that heart space. And where can, you know, where can I create more calm and more peace? And so you might decide, you know what? The kids are old enough. I used to, uh, you know, create all these activities for them to do during the day so that they are, you know, having fun and have something to do. And then I have to create my own thing. Well, maybe you decide, huh, well, they, they're old enough. They need to create their own activities, right, or start to ask for help instead of always being over, you know, as, as, as the, uh, the mom or the wife and the mother always doing for everyone, starting to realize that, no, I need to delegate, you know, I need to delegate some of this. Uh, that might be one of your, your revelations. So as you do that, you automatically are setting your boundaries. So you're saying, okay, my boundary used to be, uh, you know, anytime or lack thereof, anytime my, my kids or my husband asked for something, I'm was more than happy to do that. And I'm not saying that if you still feel that way that that's wrong, but just to ask yourself if you're in balance with that. Um, but if you are out of balance with that, to be able to say, okay, now my boundary is, um, you know, teaching my children, okay, or this time on this day, instead of me, you know, always finding stuff for you to do, why don't you come to me with some ideas? It's, you know, you come to me. So you're setting a boundary that you're no longer going to extend that energy outward to where it depletes you and where in, in your life you can do that. So it's like with, do you, do you see what I'm saying? So your boundaries are going to shift once you realize where the imbalance has been between the masculine and the feminine or the internal and the external. Um, a lot of people are going through that right now with going back to work. Because what used to be a no-brainer in that masculine, okay, I get up at 6, I take the dog out, I have, you know, go to work, um, you know, I come home, we do this, go to bed, repeat, was all shifted. And at first it was a huge upheaval of panic, but hmm. it, reset, it reset us, right? It was a forced feminine. It was a forced internal, right, evaluation. And so people are feeling that discomfort when they're going back to work. They're like, oh oh my gosh, I, I didn't feel this before. Why is this not comfortable anymore, right? So it's presenting that boundary. It's like, I don't want to do this anymore. My boundary now is, um, you know, to not do something just because it makes money, right? I know in my heart now that there's another way. Let me go within and find this other path, you know, or you might not have a boundary of, um you know, with, with the work aspect of things or going back to COVID of the same day-to-day -day grind. Maybe that's your boundary. Maybe you find a different job that allows you different freedom. So you're going to realize that a boundary, uh, you know, that is created is, is about time and freedom, and that shifted for you. Does that make sense? Yeah, and you know, Karen, actually things in the, in, in, at work are changing for many after this, where now there is a lot of talk about hybrid. So many companies are not really fully coming back to what it was. Now they are doing this hybrid thing where some Times they are going back to the office, but some are more so, so it's more like half and half. And that is because many of the employees are asking for that. They are saying, No, we don't want to come back. 
And then company is like, okay, but I want you back. So it's like that balance and that, um, so it's coming back into a little equilibrium into, okay, let's do the hybrid thing. And I, mm-hmm. and probably that's something that in our lives, we're uh, energy-wise, that's how it looks, that uh, masculine and feminine energy. is. No, you don't have to fight one or the other. It's getting them both back into unity. And it's a personal unity because you talk about that. It's like we each will have a different balance, a different boundary, because it comes from mm-hmm. within. Exactly. Right. So it's hard. In a lot of my examples, I'll say if that resonates with you. That's why it goes always back to awareness. And even starting with journaling, you know, where observe, where am I struggling? What emotions do I feel? Wow, what's under that? Really, and go into that inner transformation because it's, it's uncovering. Otherwise, you're walking through life with these blinders on, and these blinders are the past patterns uh, of our experiences, as we talked about, whether they're passed down, uh, you know, Dr. Um, Bruce Lipton talks and getting into the scientific aspect of things with, like with the mice is that, you know, our, we have this biology of belief. So, you know, our, our body responds emotionally um, from, from our, our belief system and we perceive what we believe. And this, this isn't necessarily the truth. So by going inside, that's going into the truth. As you learn more and more about yourself, and then that's when it can shift. That's when the Pavlov dog, you know, that used to salivate with the bell because it had give, been given food for so long, you're retraining it so you, you don't want it to salivate anymore. You know, you don't want to get into anger. You don't want to, uh, you know, have any little thing trigger you. So by doing this, you're able to shift it so that, you know, as the bell rings, you don't salivate anymore. You're like, huh, okay, first you notice, yeah, that's the bell. And you might not notice, you know, what you want to do with it. But then eventually you'll say, instead of salivating, I'm just going to go, you know, to the door and wag my tail. You know, I, you know I'm a pet person, so I'm using Pavlov's dog. <laughs> right? So it's just about retraining your response. And as far as the energy work that I do, that's where we get into the nitty-gritty, where I can help you do that and to shed the light on that. And it's, it's a session that is uh, communicative. Uh, it is... It is going through a process that helps align you with those emotions and shifts it using um, energy, in this case it's words, and getting back to love and gratitude uh, from a physics standpoint, you know, energy and motion stays in motion, which is uh, why awareness is so important. Yes, you can be aware of it and you can talk about it, but if you don't do anything to upshift it, it's just going to stay in motion. So imagine if you're not even aware of something or ask these observations. It's just going to keep there and keep knocking on your door, right, because it's going to stay in motion. Mm-hmm. And you were going to share some exercises uh, for listeners that they can use for these concepts? Yeah, well, I mentioned it a little bit earlier on, but uh, it's really writing. So the exercise has to do with writing down and using a journal and not just in your mind, you know, writing down what's going on right now. What, when you think of what you're struggling with or what your stress is, because if something's going great in your life, right, that's wonderful. We're, we're trying to shift a pattern 
of, of looking in, inwardly for things that you wouldn't choose. And so by simply writing that, you don't have to write it out like a paragraph. It can be a base word, you know, like work. You know, you know what's mm-hmm. going on with work. And then the second step of that was, would be going into the emotions. Okay, well, how do I feel? When I, when I allow myself to, uh, in my mind, you know, look at these things that in work that would make making me feel the struggle, what is it? You know, is it my relationship with my boss? Is it the schedule? And, and you know, you're going to go through all these things because you're, you're literally having a conversation within yourself, within your higher self. And, and when you finally ask, okay, so what is it that I feel? You know, and first it might be, it might be angry. You know, you might be a more general emotion, but you always want to say, okay, I'm angry. Yeah. What am I really angry about? Right. Because there's, um, really an addictive pattern with emotions, I'll put it that way, where uh, we've just been in a situation so long and we're used to certain emotions that they're comfortable. So by getting outside of that comfort zone and, and again, so asking, why am I angry? Or when I, when I recognize anger, what is it really telling me? What, what's the next emotion? Well, and you, the goal is to, you know, just simply journal that as, as um, the first step, you know, just getting aware. And maybe you want to walk away from it. Or if you feel like you really need to go on further, the next step of that would be, so that's your awareness step, okay? Becoming aware um, by just observing what's going on in your life. But the second part of that is is leaning in deeper and asking, uh, you know, when has this happened before, right? So now you're you're to the point where you can influence. So what you observe, you can influence. So observe where this has happened in your life before, what clues has, has life been showing you in the past of where this might be stemming from? And you might find, um, well, all this started changing. I used to love my work up until, uh, you know, you have one job in mind. And, you know, what went on in my life right then? You know, my mom passed away, you know. And, um, you know, I was just really angry. And I was, I was like, you know, and, and you... It's just like your own self-therapy. And there's no right or wrong, or if you don't get anything, that's okay because you've thought it, and if you don't have an answer, that's just opening the door for, for something to come in later. And so just start by journaling. Just start by opening the doors to all of these things. Um, and the, the third exercise, the third part of that is when you find something or uh, a memory, like when I shared like with my mom dying and I I go into that is to look at that as if you can in the moment, if you're not in that sadness or grief, but raise it up with a love vibration uh, with the technique I use, which is for the most part, it's, it's the process of the lifeline technique, but I throw in my own modalities in there too. And that I've learned with, with Reiki and, and some other modalities, you can use the words themselves. So you use the words love and gratitude because they have frequency. So just saying those to yourself, you know, infinite love and gratitude, or you can talk to yourself, like remember that moment in your mind and imagine yourself going to you in that moment. What would you need? What did yourself need in that moment, right, from a loving uh, perspective and to shift that and just to start to be aware that's all. Just to start to be aware, because this isn't, you know, like peeling an onion. And just how we've talked about um, 
inspiration and going to that goal. We all want to get there quickly. You know, we want to get to that goal, get to that career, get to that uh, inspirational moment. But instead of bringing that goal to us, which is what we all want to do, we all say, okay, we're ready and bring it on. Boom. (laughs) The truth of that is that it's out there and you have to change and you have to heal to reach that goal. And it might not be in the timing, but if you think of that from a baby's perspective, you would never expect, you know, uh, a three-month-old baby, you know, to start walking in a week, right? (laughs) So Mm -hmm. allow yourself and give yourself that permission to grow and to learn and to evolve and to not rush it. Um, And we've all been there. Myself, I'm a recovering perfectionist, so I speak from pretty much, you know, experience there. And I will say that it has worked. A lot of my businesses when I was in marketing and and work and go, 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 I achieved what I would classify as success, but I was not, I was exhausted. I was, you know, I just, it didn't feel like it should have been. I had to push too hard. It should be easier, you know, what I kept uh, telling myself. And so I'm not saying that this is the only way. Certainly, you know, you can choose that masculine way and go, go, go. I'm just saying recognize when it's not working for you. And that's when you need to take the step back and say, okay, why? You know, what's the next step from from that quiet space within? Or just take a beat, take a day off and, you know, receive instead of um, to balance out that, you know, infinity symbol or that, that seesaw from do, do, do to rest and receive. And I, I love this part where you're ending with um, you get to a point where you open yourself to receiving. So in this, um, in your life, Karen, what are those things that you have received when you have finally opened yourself in, th- in that space of quietness, of balance, of boundary that otherwise you don't think it would have been received? Oh, my gosh, there, there's actually so many. But one that I want to share because it's a little out of the norm and it, and it really still is related to something of an activity, which for me was buying our house, buying our house. And um, we were looking for a home and thought we knew the area. We were looking in different states. But every time we drove somewhere or visited, it just did not feel right didn't feel right. Could we have been happy there? Yes, but just something, you know, again, that noticing, I'm like, oh, I just expected more. I guess that's what I kept feeling like. So we kept looking. And then (laughs) my mother-in-law has been trying to get us to move to Florida for, well, many years. And I kept saying, never, never, (laughs) never, never. I've lived in Florida. We're not moving to Florida. So I learned (laughs) never to say never. Because what happened is I took a trip somewhere new. I had never been to St. Augustine, and that was similar enough to the other places that we were looking, like Charleston and Savannah, more historic, that it drew my attention. And I really thought that's where we were going to live. We started looking for a house, and the more I visited there, the more I was convincing myself to live there. Because although I initially loved it, if I would have just, you know, uh, we actually put an offer in in a house, too, and guess what happened? I cried on the way back. I was like, I have no idea. I should be happy right now. Why am I crying? 
right? Mm-hmm. So instead of just telling myself you're foolish, you know, or, you know, my, I'm very fortunate that my husband, you know, um, uses, uh, appreciates my emotion and intuition and, and we are very much a partnership. So if it's not right for you, it's not right for me. But can you imagine the boundary that I would be tested with if I didn't want to live somewhere and he did, you know, that's, you know, that, that evokes something else. But um, so we walked away, you know, we walked away again, not knowing where that place was. The next step is all we could look at. What do we do now? We sold our house. So we moved in with in-laws and that was not easy. Right. Um, So each step along the way of listening to yourself and the next best step isn't always going to be feel inspirational, but in the end, this was the seventh, sixth or seventh house that we put in an offer for, and it went smoothly. It was like boom, 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 happened. It's, it checked off all the lists uh, that we had created for a home. There were 17 different things that we had put down and things <laughs> that I didn't think could be in the same house, like, ooh, near a nature area, but close enough to city and with a water feature and all this and this, and it's like, here it is. So just owning your emotions and, and asking them, you know, asking yourself why and being still and not beating your head against the wall. And, you know, my mom always used to say, and I never really realized the wisdom until recently, um, is, you know, if you don't know what to do, if you're not certain, do nothing. And that's, I mean, that's exactly what we're speaking of today. You know, if you're not certain, if you're not clear, then, you know, just wait for it. Yeah, do nothing. (laughs) But we're so used to women not doing anything, right? It's, it's, yeah. It's that ancestral pattern of, A, servicing others instead of ourselves, so we always want to do, do, do for others, um, that's coming up that's changing. Yeah, that empowerment is coming, though, for sure. Karen, if someone wants and, to and work it, with you, how can they reach you? Sorry. Oh, nope. Uh, my website is the easiest way, uh, Karen. Fullerton.com. I have a sessions page there that you can reach out just for a one-on-one, just a quick, you know, half-hour chat to get to know one another. Uh, and I also did want to offer that if anybody does want uh, a healing session with me that utilizes all of these concepts and and the mind, trauma, emotional uh, pattern of working with your nervous system and, and subconscious to get to that real authentic you. Uh, it's about a 90-minute session. It could be up to two hours, and I know that seems like a lot of time, but every single person who's gone through it, it flies by. It's, it's like, wow, I felt like that was a half-hour session because it's just, it's so, you're so in tune with you and it's your empowerment. I'm not doing or leading, I'm leading a session, but it, it's really you it's the empowerment of healing that is um through you and so you're really involved with it and uh, it's non-communicative in the sense that you don't have to share actual trauma or things that are uncomfortable because i use muscle reflex testing on my end and it's all done virtually and i would like to offer a discount normally it's 115 dollars for that session but i will make it uh an 88 dollar session and uh, the passcode will be CVIEW, C-V-I-E-W. 
Great news. So is there anything else that we should mention or talk just to leave uh, people with a little, little enticement for your next show? Oh, um, well, that's interesting because I don't know the topic of my next show yet. I'm following. I have I have some topics that I speak on, but I like to wait until I'm following my own advice, right? <laughs> what kind of comes up more in the in the energy field as we get closer uh, to that timing? But some of the other topics that I talk about is um, is perfectionism, and you know I'm a recovering perfectionist and and what that means and how to um, you know, address that for a more uh, fulfilling uh, life with ease and grace and healing some of the limiting beliefs around that as well. And then I also have a, I wanted to mention that I'm working on a, on a mini course that will really look at the inspirational process from a macro standpoint and teach uh, from the very beginning, like the, the energy, you know, what is energy to looking at, um, you know, frequency of words and, and how, you know, some physics concepts and, and then going through some examples of these step-by-step processes with more specifics than I was able to give here. And my goal on that is to have that definitely before my next show, but if you want to sign up for my email address on my website, you'll get more information about that if that interests you as well. And that incorporates everything that I've, dabbled in. I don't even know all that it'll have yet, but uh, my love of energy in general, from some astrological things or numerology like we did in the beginning to to Reiki to just other wisdoms and techniques that I pull in from other people um, to give you other resources as well to study and to learn because as I always say, you know, get that golden nugget, uh, create your own blueprint. So just because somebody is saying they're an expert or that they have the quote-unquote successful way, you know, part of being internal to yourself is to stay curious and to know what resonates with you. And if it's just uh, one piece of information, great. You know, you've gotten your golden nugget onto your next path of finding the golden treasure in your heart. Thank you for that, Karen. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Again, go to karenfullerton.com and mention CBU for a discount, a session that we highly recommend with Karen Forlerton. Have a beautiful Thank weekend. Thank you so much, Claudia. It's my pleasure. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. 
In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.